Baobulb.org is a podcasting platform and a medium for storytelling. This podcast is also available on all the major podcasting apps, including Apple and Google Podcasts. Podcast your life with Baobulb.org. 22nd of August, 2021, grace and peace to you from God our Creator and the Lord Jesus Christ. Our focus remain on women for the month of August. Today's readings comes to us from the book of Isaiah, chapter 10, verses 1 to 4, is our first reading. And our second reading comes to us from the Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 1, verses 26 to verse 36. And so this morning I charge you that in your own time that you will turn to the Holy Scriptures and reflect on the readings that is presented to you today. The theme of our uh, family worship service for this morning is God makes everything new. God makes everything new. So let us listen to some of the verses from the book of Isaiah chapter 10. Verse 1 says, Woe to those who make unjust laws, to those who issue oppressive decrees. And then verse 2, making widows their prey. And then verse 4, yet for all of this, God's anger is not turned away. His hand is still upraised. And then from the Gospel according to St. Luke, Luke chapter 1, verse 28, and so also verse 38. This is what uh, Luke has to say. Greetings to you, or greetings you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. This is the good news of Christ. Let us join together in prayer. God of life, your spirit raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Your Spirit inspired the prophets and the writers of the Holy Scriptures. God of life, your Spirit draws us closer to Christ. Your Spirit helps us to acknowledge Christ as Lord and Savior. Now send your Holy Spirit among us, dear Lord, that your Spirit grants us deeper insight into the Holy Scriptures. And may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing and be acceptable in your sight, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. The theme of our family worship service this morning is God makes everything new. Isaiah chapter 10 verses 1 to 4 and uh, our gospel reading and which is also our main reading for today, the gospel according to St. Luke chapter 1 verse 26 to verse 36. God makes everything new new. And so, sisters and brothers in Jesus Christ, a married couple stepped into my office and said to me, we have come to speak with you about our experience, and we have come to speak to you about our inability to fall pregnant. The couple said, we have tried everything and we are unable to fall pregnant. We have decided to turn to you as our spiritual leader. We have reached a point of despondency. We feel hopeless and we feel sad. We want to speak to God about our situation. And so you would be the right person to 
join us as we come before God and as we have conversations with God. Because we want to speak to God about our situation, we think that we would like to discover in our walk with God and in our talk with God, in our conversations with God, we would like to discover what this all means to us and what God is saying to us. We want to know from Jesus Christ how we should respond to this crisis in our life. And we want to know from Jesus Christ how we should respond to this crisis in our home. They said that we are at a point at which we need great strength. They said that we are unable to cope with the situation as it currently is and the crisis that they experience. And so they were saying to me that they are at a point at which they need great strength to cope with a crisis and just maybe, maybe they will also discover some hidden treasures as they learn more about Christ in this crisis. And so in their suffering it became clear that the couple drew on the inexhaustible resources of God. There was a desire in them to look beyond the present crisis, to look beyond the sadness and to look beyond the pain and the turmoil in their lives. There was a desire to move to a deeper level of faith and maturity in Jesus Christ. Their hope in their moment of hopelessness was that they will emerge from this crisis with a stronger faith in Jesus Christ and they hope that um, they will bring praise to Christ and glory to God in this new and the very most profound and complete way. And so we spent time in prayer. We had some conversations with God as we lift them up in the presence of God. Because one thing about the God, the God that we serve, is that God is able to lift us up above our moments of crisis or difficult circumstances in life. That God is able to restore us, restore our hope, and to make us strong again. And when God does this, restore us to strength, grant us hope, restore us to usefulness and to fulfillment, we can never be the same person again. In this restoration process, we become stronger, we become wiser, we become more understanding, we become more helpful, we are better able to serve God. Because restoration always leads us into a deeper and a more meaningful relationship with Jesus Christ. We bring praise and honor and glory to God in a new way, in a most sincere manner. And so we can never be the same person again when God restores after we have gone through a crisis in our lives. A few weeks later, the couple returned to the office with the following words. We are pregnant. We have come to pray with you again. We are here to bring glory to God. We are here to praise God's name. God is still on the throne and God is in control. God is in control of our history and God is in control of our family's history. The effect that this pregnancy had on this couple made them happy 
they rejoiced in the Lord Jesus Christ. They celebrated and they shared the news with everyone who would lend them an ear. God continuously do new things in our lives. The promising news not only made this couple feel happy, but also it made this couple feel hopeful about what lies ahead of them as newly as newly ordained parents. They were able to recognize the hand of God in their lives. We can also safely say that when we reflect upon our lives and moments of crisis in our lives, we can trace the hand of God in our lives too. We can trace how God is with us, even if we had not been aware of God at times. Sometimes, as we trace the hand of God in our lives, we realize that God provided for us and responded to our needs. We realize that God responded to our prayers when we were in deep crisis, or that God responded to our difficult and troublesome conditions, or when our spirits were troubled, or when we just simply in a tight spot. There may be even occasions in our lives that we are able to discern what God was, uh, that God was with us in our moments of danger, or that God was with us in our moments of deep need. There may be even occasions in our lives that we are able to discern that God, in the most difficult and troublesome conditions, and when our spirits were troubled, that God picked us up. And we will also discover, as we trace the hand of God in our lives, how God has guided us through troubled waters, troubled conditions, or when we were in moments of panic or moments of distress. An angel appeared to Mary, and the angel's words changed Mary's mood completely. The angel's word inspired her. The angel's words motivated her made her to feel happy and blessed and even anxious, I would say. The announcement and the words of the angel also gave Mary courage and strength. At first, Mary was troubled by the greeting when the angel said to her, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Luke chapter 1, verse 28. But later, when Mary understood what she needed to do for God, Mary said to the angel, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. Mary embraced the assignment received from God with these words, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. And so Mary received this assignment from God. You are to give birth to and raise the Christ child. This assignment came to Mary as a gift from God. In the will and the purpose and the plan of God for Mary, Mary had been chosen to carry, and Mary had been chosen by God to rear the Christ child. A pregnancy is now a testimony that God is true. A pregnancy is now a testimony that God is faithful to God's word. A pregnancy speaks to what God is saying and what God was doing in Mary's time 
and in the world. Her pregnancy spoke about the wonderful works of God, what God was about to do in and through Jesus Christ. The time has come. The moment of truth has arrived. God indicated this with Mary's pregnancy. And so this pregnancy spoke to the visibility of God. It speaks to the hand of God in human affairs. And God was saying, that is making everything new. And so Mary was singled out from all the women for this blessing of carrying this Christ child. At the time, Mary could not understand why God had singled her out for this blessing, why God had selected her for this blessing. But I suppose uh, at the time, time will tell. And in due time, that God will reveal everything to her. 33 years later, Mary, together with other women, stood in the shadow of the cross, and they looked up to the, upon the cross, and they see how Jesus breathed his last breath, and how Jesus committed his spirit into the hands of God. Till that point, standing in the shadow of the cross, Mary's assignment when she said, I am the Lord's servant, from that moment that she uttered these words, Mary's assignment was filled with joy, it was filled with celebrations, it was filled with happiness, it was filled with fun and laughter, but it was also filled with anxiety and pain and sadness, and her assignment was also filled with grief. But this woman from Nazareth, whom God selected, persevered right up to the end, right up to that moment when she stood in the shadow of the cross. But there is more. Mary's faith in God requested her to do this work for him, acted as a stabilizing factor in the most unsettled conditions in her life. The possession of such a faith and such a trust in God provided this mother of our Lord the ability to cope with the demands that her assignment placed upon her. I don't know, maybe many people would have given up on this assignment. But Mary already said, yes, Lord, I am your servant. And so she prevered, this woman prevered, this woman from Nazareth with her lowly beginnings, persevered right up till the end. If Mary was troubled in the beginning by the greeting of the angel with the words, Greetings, you who are highly favored. In the shadow of the cross she stood as a symbol of faithfulness. There in the shadow of the cross she stood as a symbol of humility, dedication and devotion to her assignment, even if her assignment was filled with grief and sadness and pain. God was exceptionally busy laying foundations for a new future for Mary, for a family, for a nation. Most importantly, God was exceptionally busy laying the foundation for the entire humankind for all time. Later, when Mary visits the empty tomb, 
We see good coming out of evil and we see life coming out of death. At the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, the powers of evil were outwitted by God. This is indeed the wonderful works of God. On August 9, 1956, God did something new again, because this is the God that we believe in and trust. Every time when God intervenes in human history and in our situation, he comes to do something new. And so on August 9, 1956, God did something new again. God had shaken up the white establishment when about 20,000 women marched to the Union buildings in Pretoria. They were protesting against the proposed amendments to the Urban Areas Act. Women had babies on their backs, and some domestic workers brought their white employers' children along with them to that very march. Throughout the demonstration, the huge crowd of women displayed discipline and dignity that was deeply impressive. Upon arrival at the Union buildings, neither the Prime Minister or any of his senior senior staff members was there to receive the petitions from the women. But the leaders left the huge bundles of petitions, huge bundles of signed petitions outside J.G.'s J. Stradom's office door. God was present and God was doing a new thing. God was and still is on the throne and in control of all histories, no matter what. No wonder the event was described as a moving and a very emotional experience. One of the messages at the time was, Straight on, you have tempered with women, you, you have struck a rock. Maya Angelou says it in this way, I will rise, I will rise again. And so God is not dead. Those who treat God as dead and those who treat God as absent from human affairs do so in order to close their ears and in order to close their eyes to what God is doing and to what God is saying in their own lives in their communities, in society, in South Africa, and what is God and what God is doing. They close their ears and they close their eyes to what God is doing globally. The march of the women was the hand of God, visible in human affairs, and God was making all things new. But just like in the time of Isaiah, God is angry today. And God is angry about the intolerable suffering inflicted upon women in South Africa and across the globe. Knowing the commitment, devotion and faithfulness to the assignment God entrusted into the hands of women, God is crucified. Every time a woman is sexually abused, every time a woman is raped, God is crucified every time a woman is mentally, emotionally, and physically abused. God is crucified every time a woman is killed by her partner or spouse or family member or simply someone that she does not know. Every time this happens, God is crucified 
and sin against. The tragic blindness of family members and friends, the police and the neighbors, is a cause of great sadness. It's a cause of great disappointment to God. And so it is the prophet Malachi who said, and the prophet brings the word of God with great truth embodied in these words. I, the Lord, do not change. There's a, some advert that speaks about changeable. Some companies speak about changeables, but God never changes. And so the prophet Malachi is true. And he said, in Malachi chapter 3 verse 6, he said, uh, I, the Lord, do not change. In God, we have an anchor in life because every time God brings us to a moment of truth, the final and ultimate need as a society is salvation from its sins committed against women and committed against children. And this is what we're yearning for today. Salvation from its sins, a society, a community, a family, that is uh, safe from its sins committed against the women in that family, that women in that community, the children in that family and the children in that community. And, and, and this is what we're looking for. And this is what we pray for. This is what we need to work for. This is, needs to be our assignment today. The final and ultimate need as a society is salvation from its sins against, committed against women and its sins committed against children. Says the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 10 verse 2, Woe to those who make unjust laws, to those who make widows their prey. And then he goes, continues, he says in verse 4, God's anger is not turned away, his hand is still upraised. Like the women who marched to the Union buildings in 1956, we are called by God and we are given the assignment to march into the year of the Lord's favor for women in our country, women in our communities and women in our families. Like the women who marched to the Union buildings in 1956, we are called by God. We are given an assignment by God to march into the year of the Lord's favor for women who are suffering across the globe. COVID-19 has placed women abuse, wife battering, and the struggle of women for survival on the forefront. There is much abuse. There is much chaos in the homes of community members. There is much abuse. There is much chaos in the homes of people. And sometimes even in our own homes and homes across the globe. A gogo being arrested for breaking lockdown level rules to place food on her table. Or who, call, who, or who was part of the most recent looting because the children at home are hungry. Our country, therefore, will never be a democracy unless there is food on the tables in everyone's home. Otherwise, our democracy is not a democracy. And again, I say our country, therefore, never and will never be a real democracy unless there is food on the tables of everyone, every home 
in our society, in our communities. No matter what you believe, there is no liberation, at least economic liberation in our country right now. God used COVID-19 and God is doing something new. God is angry and God helps us to see the reality for what it is. What is the reality? Women are poor. Women are unemployed. Women are exploited. Women are killed. Women are raped. Women are abused. Women are abused in companies and at workplaces. Women receive unequal pay in the workplaces in comparison to their male counterparts. This is the kind of sin that we need to be set free from as we stand in the shadow of the cross and look upon the cross, just like Mary was looking upon the cross. And just like she remained true and faithful to her assignment, we need to remain true and faithful to this assignment that God has given and God has granted us. And so we know today what Mary's assignment was. We know that God has used Mary so that God can do something new. We know about Mary's perseverance. We know about Mary's faithfulness. We know about Mary's de dedication and her devotion to her assignment that God has entrusted into her hands. Have you heard the voice of God? Lately, Do you know what you need to do for God? Do you know what is your assignment? Can you put your finger on exactly what it is that you need to do for God so that you can go with God and that you can go for God? Can you say like Mary said, I am the Lord's servants? Can you see this moment of trust that COVID-19 presented to us? Can you see that God wants to open the eyes of the blind and helps us? Help the whole world to look with insight into ourselves, into our behavior, into our attitude and the situation created by COVID-19. Can you see what God is doing? He wants us to look with insight into our homes. What is going on in our homes? So what is going on in your home currently? God is ready to restore us. God is ready to lead us to celebration and joy and victory. Are you coming? Are you coming along? Do you know what is your assignment? Are you available to come along with God? And are you ready to go with God? Because your availability is key in going with God and going for God and to set the world free from women that are unemployed, women that, that are exploited, women that are killed, Women that are raped, women that are abused, women that receive unequal pay in the workplace in comparison to their male counterparts. Can you say with Mary today, I am the Lord's servant? What will you say? What do you say? What do you commit yourself to and devoted your life to? Glory be to God who gives us assignments. Jesus Christ, who is our brother. Glory be to the Holy Spirit who gives us gifts and talents to help us to be true and faithful and devoted to the assignments that God gives and grants us. 
Amen. Let us join together in prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, help us, Lord Jesus Christ, help us to open our spirits to the prompting and to the direction of the Holy Spirit. We pray this prayer in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior, to him with you and the Holy Spirit. One blessed God, be glory and unending praise. Amen. No women have a blessed women month in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe.